Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a 10 Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah All aboard And welcome ladies and gentlemen To the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show Coming to you Not quite live From Hewlett New York USA We are far from The cruise capital of the world But hey Listen We're doing our thing out here And we're making it work You know, there's a couple of cruises that go out of here. I'm so happy that it just seems so many things to be seem to be moving forward. You know what I mean? We've come a long way and, you know, we've repeated it. We repeat a lot of things, but you know what? That is to be celebrated. And everybody who's listening to this show, I do see you starting to come back and dribs and drabs. And I am happy to see some of the familiar faces. Anybody who did walk away or step away or, you know, Listen, we all we all did. You, you had to almost treat cruising, you know, as a, as a little bit of a death. Is that morbid? It is morbid, but it's what it is. Cruising was dead for a certain amount of time. And there were these little hints and hopeful, hopes of restarts, and that kind of like broke your spirit a little bit. Um, my spirit was so broken when that expedition cruise line i think it was like a hurtigurton or something like that uh they were they were trying to do a cruise out of the usa out of alaska and it was supposed to be a small mini cruise but it was so impactful and exciting because you know the the cap the owner and captain was on facebook doing a facebook live and it was like teary-eyed they were going back to see the crew was being safe and every he was just kind of doing a facebook live walking around his expedition ship and then boom in the news two days later oh we're turning around we got a positive case positive case you got 60 people on board how are you having a positive case i don't know but it, it, it and i think uh there were some cases that turned out to be false uh, then cruising did restart for real, like a real cruise ship. I think quantum classes started in, over in Asia. But you know what? That's Asia. You know, it, it was nice to see that restart. It was nice to see that cruises were actually happening. But yeah, it was basically a world away. You know what I mean? But here we are. And for me personally, uh, I, I know I'm behind a lot of the other cruise tubers or podcasters and everything out there uh, because of my job and everything. And I, I'm not able to, you know, I see people jumping back in, you know what I mean? Booking cruises on top of cruises on top of cruises. Like, you know, it's almost like, uh, and I don't blame them at all. I love it. I actually prefer that they do because I just love the content. And all these other cruise uh, YouTubers are out there now, people I haven't heard of, and they're all doing a pretty good job. They're all enjoying themselves. They're all kind of putting it out there and, 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 and the cruise, you know, it's almost like uh, cruising. If you go on a cruise now, to the layperson, put people think that you're taking this big, huge risk. Wow, you're crazy. You're going on a cruise right now. It is one of the safest places you can be. I mean, I think we've well established that, that being on a cruise ship is pretty damn safe. You know what I mean? I walk around Long Island, New York, and you don't have to wear a mask anywhere. You don't. You just don't. And some people do. Uh, New York City is a different story. You have to have a mask and you have to have your vaccine passport. Uh, so you have to, there's a little bit more precautions in New York City, but I am literally on that line. So 
If I drive three minutes to my left, I'm in Queens. If I drive three minutes to my right, well, if I just stay where I am, it's basically open season. You can kind of come and go. It's basically Long Island, and I don't know, maybe that's why I kind of have some level of comfortability. It's just like Florida in so many ways. But speaking of my cruise prowess and my cruise MA, cruise resume and where we're going and what we're doing, uh, you know, we talked about having that compliment, complimentary, uh, basically a $300 eight-day balcony cruise on February 12th on the uh, Celebrity Apex. And I'm going on that one with Chris. And, you know, there's talk of other things happening. If you guys are a part of the Facebook group, and if you're not, I'll, I'll give you the answer here. So Facebook, check it out. The Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. It's a group on Facebook, and it's where we kind of interact. Please join if you have not done yet so far. So here's the deal. We put it out there. There are, uh, believe it or not, you can, if you just kind of go through and search for deals, you can cruise for under, basically, for, I, I did the whole thing. See, I got a little ambitious at the beginning. I was like, what if I went to sea for three months? Now, that's not going to happen, right? That's not really probably going to happen. There's too much going on. But if you just kind of just bottom fed, if you look for the lowest common denominator cruise and the, the, the lowest and least pricing, you know, whether you got to do 12 days here, four days here, six days here, and make it work out within each of the ports. If you did some research, you can look at these prices. And if you're going as a single, like I would, I basically just go on like a find myself journey is basically what I would do. And, uh, you know, you, you, you basically only paying, uh, port charges and taxes for one person so really you can do three months at sea three months at sea for basically around eighty dollars a night which is basically just under seven grand like sixty eight hundred or uh sixty five hundred something like that depending upon what route you're gonna go and to me yeah it's a lot of money it's a lot of money but think about it you know that's like three cruises basically but if you're gonna do it you know, the way I was planning on doing it, which is not drinking really that much. Uh, I was going to try to cut a deal. You know what I mean? If I could cut a deal, if I kind of geared it towards one or two cruise lines, maybe get a deal on the Wi-Fi, that would be really, really helpful. Uh, and then think about it. If you're not paying rent and you're not paying a car note and you're not paying for food, it's almost it's almost a wash basically living on land. And then the route I was looking at was like, I mean, 20 ports of call. You're going to South America. You're going through the uh, Panama Canal. You're doing all sorts of stuff. And you know what? If you, ca if you can't ever do that, if you find it within your uh, uh, workability to be able to pull something like that off, why should you not? You know, I've said this before too. It does create a lot of hostility. I've noticed that. Like you, you see it. I see it with other people who go who post about their travels, and people come up to me and say, "Wow, oh, geez, what what kind of what kind of job does he have? Or what does she do for a living? Or how 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 much money do they have? What what they think they could just go to, you know, this place and that place and and, and kind of live, dude. Like it's it's not for you to worry about. You know, there is a level." And, and, I, and I know some people are listening, and I have the tendencies as well, 
to, I guess, kind of, I don't want to say judge. It's sort of like, um, it's, it's spite, it's jealousy, it is what it is. But it's just like, don't don't have that. Like, if somebody is going out and doing what they want to do, there is, for some reason, a level of hostility that develops towards people who, are you ready? Who do exactly what the F they want, you know? And I I urge you to not resent that, to not hate on that, to not uh, be spiteful of that. Because, you know live vicariously through it you know there are responsibilities we all have responsibilities one day you may be in a position you may not but you may be in a position to be able to do that and you're going to want people to be happy for you you know and uh i could tell you in my situation i am you know we've talked about it a long way away from where i was last year and I feel good about that. And, you know, you I am able to hunt down these cruises at these prices and, you know, whatever casino deals that I got grandfathered into in the past, they put you on some offer list. You know what I mean? And it depends on how well the sell, this uh, the sailing is selling. And if, you know, if, if it's just not selling, they're like, oh, where's that other list of uh, people who might gamble, who've gambled in the past? All right, let's throw out the $25 offer to them, you know? And, you know, it's not, you know, you'll see it on your, you know, offer sheet, $25 uh, inside cabin, six days. You know, it's not $25. It's, you know, $170 in port charges or whatever, $150 in port charges, double that. So it ends up getting close to three dollars $400. And then, yeah, if you want the drink package or whatever else it is, uh, some of them include free drinks while you're in the casino. But what I'm saying is, I don't know what's going to happen. Something's going to happen in February. Right. So I have this, like I said, this uh, Apex cruise booked and I'm very, very excited about that cruise. Do I think it's going to be my favorite cruise? Uh, Again, I go in with an open mind, but it's natural that you try to project what you think might happen. I don't think so. I'm not going to go crazy drinking. I'm going on that cruise to try to see what the celebrity experience is like. I'm going on that cruise to try to see if I can sense a difference between the celebrity experience, which is the premium experience, over the mass market experience. You know what I mean? I'm going to see if there's a little bit of a difference. Yeah, who knows? Parties could break out here and there, especially when you go with a guy like Chris. Who knows what could happen, you know? And if there is a party to be had, a party will be enjoyed, by me i will but i'm not necessarily going into this cruise thinking that i'm going to get off of that ship be like oh that was a vacation of a lifetime holy shit now i gotta say you got a great cruise ship you have uh an incredible itinerary saint thomas saint Kitts, and san juan that's strong that's two of the best three ports and then one it's also a, a a saint. Anytime there's a saint in front of the port, guys, we gotta say it's pretty good. It's gonna it's gonna be good, right? I would say that. Uh, and then besides that, so I had that booked, and you know, what is it? It's a cruise. You know, I can I can swing a week off from work in February. Um, there's this underlying thing that I might be moving to Florida. Now the the angle, and you guys know probably at this point that if I could pull it off. If, if, if all things were equal, I would prefer to be in Florida than Long Island. Now, New York City, that might be a different thing. New York City and Florida might be neck and neck. I might even choose New York City 
over Florida. I don't know. We'd have to see about that. There is an energy to New York now, and that's the problem too. Now, I, I don't know. It's New York City's definitely not what it was like when I was there from two standpoints. A, from just it's a little bit more lawless than it was. Say what you want. I don't care who. You know, you can still walk around. Chances are you're going to be fine. I've done it many times since I've been back, and I've been fine. But you can sense uh, that every time you do it, you're going to the well one more time, and there is a little bit of lawlessness out there. Lawlessness out there. I mean, ask my buddy Chris. He had a a big problem. Maybe we'll have him on. We'll talk about his experience. But you know, he was he had to he he was he was the victim of a violent crime, and um, you just see it. You see it, and it's gotten better since a year ago. It's definitely gotten better, but. It's still not all the way there. And then the other front that it's not the same as my experience in New York City. You know, when I lived in New York City for the decade or so more that I did, it was about us having six or seven bars under our control. It was having 20 or 30 friends that we could all go to. You know, it was almost like, uh, you know, calling for your friends. You go you go to one bar, you got three friends that are working there. They can get off work. You call for them. And then you go to the next bar. Now you go to that bar. Now you got five people. Now that that those people can leave with three or four people. Now you got eight people going to the next bar. And you're getting a couple more drinks in you at each bar. You're getting a little more crazy, having a little bit more fun. And who knows what happens? It's a great time. That's dead. We don't have that anymore. Those A lot of those places are closed. And that's a, um, a lifestyle of yesteryear. But... So what I'm thinking, and I got to figure it out, there's conversations that need to be had uh, with powers that be about maybe there is a, 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 a plan in place where I'm going to end up in Florida. And we already know, like the company that I work for, they want to be in Florida. They want to expand this concept into Florida. And if they're going to do that, absolutely, I'm the guy to kind of lead that charge. But when does that happen? How does that happen with nobody down there? you know, on the ground looking for these deals, looking for these locations. So there is a, like a little bit of a, maybe a, an opening where I could exploit. You know what? Maybe I got to go to Florida. Maybe I got to get down there. Maybe I got to see what's going on. Let me separate for a month, two months, whatever it is. And let me get down there, do my thing for a while. You get out from underneath my salary. Uh, and I get out from underneath, you know, everything that I'm doing here. And maybe I do have a little bit of a free month. Maybe I do have an area where I can get away and I can, uh, you know, take one of these dream lifetime trips because of the fact that, you know, I have been working my ass off for the last over a year now and I plan on working my ass off when, you know, we establish ourselves down in Florida or maybe I come back. Maybe I take the month, come back. Who knows? There's, there's a bunch of things that could happen. Or maybe they say no. Maybe they're just like, no, we can't. You know, what I did do something else that backed me into a little bit of a corner. <laughs> you know, old, you know, old Tommy is on the uh, Internet forever looking for cruise deals and forever trying to find out. You know, that's why I'll say this, too. Let, let me do a little, I guess, a little bit of uh, housekeeping, as they say. So, first of all, Instagram. Okay. Instagram has really, uh, I don't want to say I got shadow banned uh, because I don't, I don't do anything controversial or inflammatory. So I'm sure I didn't get shadow banned, but just I, I will say I, I feel like, oh, woe is me. I feel like I am a little bit of a, um, 
uh, collateral damage of whatever algorithms has been changed. And I'm not getting the likes that I used to get. A, I used to push 100 likes each time. 70, 80, 60, 60, 70 used to be a bad post. Now I got to hustle for 50. And that's clearly just a, a shift in the algorithm. There's no way around it. And you hear it from other people too. It's the same thing. I don't want to make excuses. But if you are so inclined... You got to always be booked on Instagram. And if you could hit me with like a slew of likes, the last couple of posts, that would be very, very appreciative. You know what? I know people, I'm giving you homework. I know, and I am sorry. You don't have to do these things, but this is what we're out here doing. I spent the whole freaking day finding out every detail I can about the dam. It's my day off, and I'm finding every detail I can about the Norwegian Prima, which we're going to talk about in a little while. Uh, you, you can click, you can double tap a freaking picture on my Instagram. No, please. Thank you. That's so hard. I do apologize. What do you want me to do? Um, I'm just kidding. If you don't want to do any of that stuff, you don't have to. I'm, I'm very, very happy that you're listening. I'm very, very happy that you're on board. Uh, well, whatever you're doing on your commute, you know, huddled around the radio like they did in 1952. What am I even talking about? Shout out to, to Nicole. She just told me to watch Seven Strangers. She just sent me a text say, watch Seven Strangers. She said, it's scary. It made her cry. It made her laugh. It was a journey. I don't know. Then I watched the trailer. I don't know if I'm ready for all this yet. Nah, we'll see. Maybe. Possibly. I texted my, I texted my sister because she doesn't miss a show. And she said, yes, it's very good. Might not be up your alley, though. Fair enough. My sister knows me. Uh, I don't know. It did catch me, though. It was intriguing. Anyway, so uh, what else with housekeeping? Um, e uh, emails, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Keep them coming. We got a few this week that we will read, but we can never have too many. Uh, that's it for now. You know, well, what do we, we want to do here? So I was talking about February, and I was talking about what I can do to maybe put together a string of cruises that might have me spending a good amount of time on the open seas. I think that's what it is. You're up in these mountains. You're on these ships. You're doing these zip lines. You know, people think you're spending thousands of dollars. Okay? So right now, what I did was I backed myself into a little bit of a corner, if you saw on Facebook, and I just... It's like like it's like a cliche, but my finger went to the mouse. I didn't have control of it, okay? Part of my journey, my at, at one time it was fake, and you guys have seen a couple of the posts that I've done about how cheap you can be at sea for a month for. I think a month was like around three grand. You could be at sea if I, my freaking rent is two grand. Then you're talking about food, gas, everything else. I'm probably ahead if I'm at sea. But people think you're on these luxurious vacations and you get these texts. You know, it's not from any one person, it's from multiple people. Oh, another cruise. Oh, I came back. The DJs today. Like, oh, what do you thought you missed to see? You missed your international traveler. Oh, nice to you to come back and join us. Like, dude, I took a freaking five, seven day cruise for a couple hundred dollars. Leave me alone. Let me live a little. And it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get more. Get, get used to it. Hit that unfollow button if you don't like cruise posts. But uh, so that how that worked was uh, Chris and I had a monetary exchange. He owed me money. I owed him money, whatever it was. It ended up where uh, I guess he owed me a couple of dollars. And, um, you know, as friends do, we, we bet, we split, we share, we take. And he owed me a couple of dollars from something, whatever it was. And uh, he was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to get you paid. Give me a couple of weeks. And I told him, well, if you just pay for, how about we do this? We call it even. You pay 
the three or four hundred dollars that it is for this you are comped gambling uh i guess credit that i got so we got seven eight days on this brand new state-of-the-art celebrity cruise ship infinity balcony cabin or is that what it's called it's it's one of those you know i will see i don't even know what this thing looks like but we'll see and um the great itinerary and we move and that's what we're doing so that's february 12th and he paid for that so we're square on our end with our money so I didn't pay for that because that was money that was already, you know, owed to me. That's that Chris. So Chris took care of the cabin done. And the story, I think it was like, I think the whole cruise was like 300 and something dollars or whatever it was or whatever it was. Uh, it was cheap, uh, zero for me. So that didn't cost me anything. So then I, I see, all right, well, what's coming back like uh, February uh, 12th? No, t- February yeah, 12th. To the 19th, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Yeah, 19th. So the 19th, it's coming back. So I'm looking around, I'm poking around for other cruises for something that either leaves on the 19th or gets back on the 6th. No, the 12th. And what did I book, guys? I don't even remember which one I booked. Did I book the 5th? Yeah, I booked the 5th. Right? Yes. I booked February 5th. I saw that that comes back on the 12th to Orlando. On the Carnival Mardi Gras. I mean, this is a ship that I have my eye on since they even talked about building it. This is a ship that has so many features. This is unlike anything Carnival has ever done. Ridiculously excited about it. Saw it, and it was actually in my plan to maybe if I was going to do the month at sea, that was and I had it quoted at twelve hundred bucks. Still worth it. You're going on the Carnival Mardi Gras. Start off the month with the expensive one, then you get a free one, and then you look at a couple of bottom feeders after that. See what you can get. You know, like uh, go on Cruise Plum and, and and see what's out there. So that's exactly what I did. But then I went back on. So I went back under my VIFP number, and for whatever reason, there was an offer out there that got me on this ship. Same everything, inside cabin, whatever, for $357 for my own cabin on the Carnival Mardi Gras, $357, February 5th to the 12th. I didn't even, you know, like I said, my, my, my hands were not connected to the reasoning part of my brain. And I know these offers, sometimes they come and go. So I was like... You're not not clicking that. You're clicking that. You're clicking that, and you in your, uh, you know, the, my credit card is attached to my uh, Chrome account. So you're going through the progressions, and you're clicking buy. Oh, what's the deposit? Ninety nine dollars? No. Two hundred and fifty dollars? No. Uh, oh, you got to pay the whole thing up because you're within the ninety days. All right. Three fifty seven done. So now I'm on that cruise. So now that is um. Two weeks, two weeks. That's a two-week cruise that, yeah, put, painted myself into a little bit of a corner with that one. I may be adding another cruise on top of that, 18 days. I'm looking at a couple. I'm looking at a uh, one that actually goes to possibly Barbados or St. Lucia. I don't know. Like I said, is it gluttonous? What's the deal? What do you guys think? I know it's it's crazy, but if you could just if, if I could just find a month, 
if I could do that, if I could just put aside a month, and I don't know if I can, I have to sit there and I have to have the conversations with my boss. They may tell me, you're not going on any cruise. And, uh, you know, then I got to figure out what I do about that. You know, that might, <laughs> that could lead to anything. Who knows? Who knows what that, what that could lead to. But, uh, you know, these guys, they're all really cool. And um, we'll see. But it's, it's 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 a thing you if you get the chance to do it if you have the ability to do it if there is it's if the opportunity presents itself to you to very very reasonably do a bunch of days at sea uh and and go to a couple of places experiencing a couple of um ships that you've never experienced before or places you've never seen before you know i think sometimes it's prudent for you to take those opportunities you know and then yeah yeah i i I've been busting my ass and I plan to come back and do more of the proverbial busting of the ass, but we're going to see what happens. All of these could happen or none of them can happen. We will have that conversation. And you know what? You guys are going to, well, the Patreons are going to be the first to know, you know what I mean? You guys will know you guys will be the second to know, but if you are part of our Patreon, we put one out the other night. It is, uh, always be booked. Uh, patreon.com slash always be booked for five dollars a month you get more shows you get more shows and don't look at it like that you're also supporting this one which seems to be coming out pretty regularly now would you agree i don't know all right what i want to talk about this week is a cruise ship that's coming out you know every year there's three or four new cruise ships that come out within the main way more than that but on mainstream level it's three or four cruise ships and you know i don't always get as excited for new cruise ships within a class that already exists right why i mean i get excited for the cruise ships coming out but at the same time these are ships that are almost in many cases carbon copies of what exists already now when a cruise line starts a new cruise ship class then you get up for that then your eyes are open then you want to see what it's all about what are the new what are the new bells and whistles that are going to be on the ship what are the new features what are the design uh additions they're going to take what are the subtractions they're going to put in and oh they're always some but in this case we're talking about the norwegian prima and they i i always have to say i have an appreciation for when people take risks okay so you got the norwegian prima it's coming out in the summer right around the summer of 2022 and it is the newest class of norwegian ships what is the class hold on a minute Uh, prima class okay that's what it is now let's get into this a little bit so this thing's going to hold 3000 219 passengers full at double occupancy uh it's going to have 1388 crew okay uh and what that is is a 2.32 passengers to every crew ratio and we're actually going to get back to that in a minute because i want to talk about the ratios and things like that guests to ship size and all that stuff like i said it should be ready by the summer of 2022 it's got a bunch of itineraries planned it is going to be 962 feet long now when you measure that out in your mind what does that even mean the easiest way for me to do it you just think football fields okay this is uh 962 feet so that's a about you know 38 feet shy of three 
entire football f- football fields. I never imagined that. You know what I'm saying? Like when I think of a football field and I think of a cruise ship, I, can't, I think of like, wow, it's really bigger than a football field. No, it's the size of three of them. Okay. 142,500 gross registered ton, tons. And uh, staterooms are a plenty. And there's a lot of different varieties of staterooms on this cruise ship. Uh, you know this company, Norwegian, invented freestyle. But they were also one of the early implementoires of the ship within a ship concept. And they did it through a uh, campaign called The Haven, which is alive and kicking right now. But this cruise ship is going to have crazy amounts of different types of staterooms. Obviously, you're going to have your balconies, your aft-facing balconies. They're going to have their thermal spa balconies, thermal spa rooms, uh, family balconies, aft-facing suites with different sized balconies, varying sized balconies within those suites, uh, family suites with master bedrooms. Uh, they're going to have forward-facing club balconies. And, you know, when you book those, you have to realize, you know, those are beautiful. The view is gorgeous. Great to wake up to just sailing forward and conquering the big wide open in front of you. But you got to mind the wind. And I think they put those barriers up there. I'm pretty sure that, you know, I can't imagine you having a... Uh, a forward-facing balcony without that forward uh, barrier of the wind up there. And you know what? That was the thing for me. I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed the room. It was very, very nice, but it was a very elongated balcony. And then, you know, you never really, you didn't feel that same connection to the sea that you would feel on a regular ocean view balcony because it's just, you know, they, they got to do something about the wind. It would be unbe- unbearable. And then you have the haven. Haven. You have the two-bedroom family villas. You have the ocean suites. You have the aft-facing penthouses. And you have the uh, deluxe owner suites and so on and so forth. So there are a ton and ton of options as far as uh, rooms and ship within a ship concept rooms. Uh, you know, uh, the main calling card, I would say, of these brand new ships, you know, is kind of what goes on in the suites. They want to know, because somebody said, I think it was Sherry Laskins uh, with Doug that said, you know, and she's a traveler. I think she knows, and this is all just hearsay, but I did hear that very often on most of these sailings, the expensive suites are the first ones to go. You know what I mean? Some people just run around. They want to take a cruise. They may tell their personal assistant, all right, I'm going on a cruise. I want to go on a cruise, but it's got to be like the lap of luxury. So, Really, here's where I want to go, but find out which one has the suites open. You know what I mean? So that's why I hear like a lot of times the suites go first. But that is, like I said, a calling card of a lot of these newer ships, these crazy build-outs. They want to know, you know, how what, what can you offer us from an exclusivity standpoint? Uh, from an overall standpoint, uh, whether I think they're hits or misses, you have to give these guys credit. Now, we're not talking about suites anymore. We're not talking about Haven. We're talking about overall. You got to give them credit because of the chances that they're taking. I don't think a lot of this stuff, and I don't even call it gimmicky. You know what I mean? I just think, you know, I said it the other day in business. I will continue to say this. The more, the more I learn about business, the more I learn about uh, starting things up and making things work and what the public likes. Good things are ruined by two things. One, the biggest one I think is overthinking things. If you overthink, sometimes you got to keep it simple and you got to just do what you do and do it right. Stand by it. Don't get caught up in overthinking 
And then the other thing is having too many people involved in that decision-making process because ego is a mother effer and ego gets involved. And what happens is, is that people start making concessions and, you know, they're not staying true to their convictions. They don't have the courage of their convictions and they're, you know, well, I want this. So I'm willing to give up that and that. Uh, I have this idea and I'm going to die on the hill for this idea. So then I'll kind of like allow this, which I don't think is a good, good idea to fall through. If somebody has a vision, somebody who's proven to be, has a, has a good track record as a decision maker, as someone who has their proverbial finger on the pulse of what the public wants, you let them run with it, you give them the tools, and you get the F out of their way. That's what I think. So the two things I think screw up businesses the most are overthinking things incompetence comes from overthinking and B too many chefs spoil the stew. That's what I say. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> one of the first things worth mentioning about Norwegian Prima is that it is smaller than the previous class of ships. And I'll say that it's definitely smaller than the breakaway plus class ships. And it's even a little smaller. Now you could argue that it's two, it's basically split in hairs, but it's even a little smaller than the base model of the breakaway ships, the uh, which were, what were they, the uh, breakaway and the getaway, you know? So you had the breakaway and the getaway, and then they came through with the escape and the joy and all those ships that are bigger. Uh, they were called escape plus, but the originals, the breakaway and the getaway were, um, you know, they were, well, they were, they were, they were, they were a little smaller. No, I'm sorry. They were a little larger than the Prima and, uh, you know, it's very rare. You don't really see that. You don't really see uh, new cruise ships being built that are smaller than the ones that are printed. And here's what you're going to see that's even more rare than that. This is still a large ship. Make no mistake about it. These are big ships. Uh, clearly, though, NCL wanted this to be a way less crowded ship. Now, this ship is 142,500 gross tons at full occupancy double occupancy it holds 3219 people 3219 people okay so that is if you are an individual on this cruise ship on the prima you have for yourself if you wanted to divide it all up you would have 44 gross tons for yourself you'd have that so that's basically what you'd have so i was trying to compare that and let's just randomly take a ship that's sort of in the neighborhood as far as similar size and i just thought of the carnival vista right so i went to the carnival vista and that ship is 133,500 gross tons but the passenger count at full occupancy is 39,000 i'm sorry 3,934 so if you're on the Vista and you want to, you if you want to divide up the the tonnage, the gross tonnage, for yourself, everybody would have 33 gross tons. Each person on the ship would have 30. I know that makes no sense. Nobody's entitled to gross tons, but I'm just saying size per person ratio. It's 44 per person for the Prima and 33 gross tons per person on the Vista. So. That's another thing. So not only do they not usually go down in size, they usually try to find ways to ram more people on the ship than give people extra space. So I love it. I love it. They're doing some crazy stuff here, and we haven't even scratched the surface, but we are about to. Uh, 
the uh, the ship from the outside. So when you are getting those drone shots, or you're seeing those virtual tours or whatever, the first thing you see is what you see right in front of you outside. And what you can tell is that it has that modern day design. It has um, a really sleek kind of, uh, I guess, bow design, you know, like what's who did it? Uh, Virgin kind of did it with where the, I don't really know what it's called and I should, I should do more research, but when you're looking at the hull, the bottom of the hull where the water line comes out further than the top. Usually if you draw a picture of a boat, you, you, you draw a rectangle and then in the front of it, you angle it back to where I guess it's hitting the waves. But for whatever reason, they found out that design might be just as good or better if you go reverse, if you reverse that. And that's what they do too. That's what they do to these ships. So it kind of really has this like new age type of feel to it when you're just looking at it from afar. You know, I always forget how to decipher what a bow and a stern is. Is the bow the front or the is the bow in the back? And then I think I, I think I figured out how. You know what I mean? I think I'll never forget it again because when you, you think about it, when you're taking a bow, right? You're gonna take a bow because you're being celebrated about something. So everybody's, uh, yeah, yeah, take a bow. Why don't you take a bow? You're gonna do that at the front of the ship, right? You're not gonna run all the way to the back of the ship and then take your bow, right? You're going to run to the front, and you're going to take your bow. So that's how everybody out there, so don't say I don't give you value here, okay? You, now you know a little bit of a way. It's almost like the principal thing, right? The principal versus the principal, the uh, the the the, val- the the I guess, what would you call it? The principal, which is your, your value system versus your principal, which is, you know, the boss of your school. He's supposed to be your pal. Right, your principal, so you P A L it at the end. So that's how you know it's principal. I'm giving you these two. I'm just making them up as I go along. Do you believe this? It's freestyle. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you What do you want? What do you want me to tell you? So let's talk. Let's talk about deck eight first. Deck eight. Uh, the company really, really did make an effort to give more of an open look all around than more most Norwegian cruise ships have. Uh, on deck eight, you are able to fully navigate yourself around the entire ship as it is considered it, it, like they did a little bit of the zone situation here they didn't go all out like you know royal caribbean started it and then carnival copied it uh they they do a little bit of that zoning thing but they don't really make it official but they do have what the neighborhood they do call walking all the way around the circumference of the ship they call that ocean boulevard it's a sort of a replacement to what they used to call the waterfront uh, and it's just, but, but this, you can go all the way around and walk all the way around from front to back and do a full on unobstructed lap. Um, there is a lot to cover on deck eight. Now, the first thing, and the first thing you're going to notice when you see helicopter drone shots of this thing is the side pools. Okay. There's pools on the side of the ship. Now, I think this might be an area where they might be overthinking a little bit. Now, they always get flack for not having enough sun, spot, sun space on the top deck. And, you know, it's always like they Norwegian tries to ram a lot of things in there. And you know, the pool's right there. The pool's already a little small. And then, you know, people, certain, a lot of people feel like there's not enough uh, space for loungers and, and spending time in the sun. And I think that that's true. And I think they made the correction on certain... Uh, ships like the joy and the bliss i think they did i think they they actually uh corrected that a little bit but now they put the track back the go-kart track so it is a little tough uh it's weird it feels like someone (laughs) i don't know 
like I said, these meetings, someone in a meeting said, let's ram some pools on either side of the ship and, uh, you know, maybe a bunch of loungers there too. So what they clearly did was they put a lot of things on the top deck, whether it's restaurants, whether it's uh, go-karts, whether it's whatever stages. And you can see, we'll talk about the top deck in a little while, but Sunspace is at a premium, okay? It's tight up there, you know? But then you look down, what they tried to do was alleviate that. And they tried to, I guess, maybe disperse a lot of the sun action. But I don't think it works. I think it's clear overthinking. Because one of the things about a Lido deck and why it works is because, you know, it is a bit of a nerve center. I think when you're talking about nerve centers of the cruise ship, you're talking about a few things. You're talking about the, 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 the pool deck, you're talking about the atrium. You're talking about the main dining room. And you're talking about the main show lounge. I think those four areas are kind of a little bit of what defines cruise ships. And I think they are kind of what cruises have gotten. And if you're going to talk about Royal Caribbean, obviously the Royal Promenade. That's the ultimate nerve center. But not everybody. That I would, I would kind of equate that to the atrium. But, you know... When you do what you're doing to the Lido deck, as Norwegian is, and what they're doing is basically making it into three Lido decks. Now, they did a little, you see, with the Oasis classes of ships. I love the Oasis class, but it's clear that one of the drawbacks to that split deck thing is that you have, you know, two or three Lido decks. Pool decks, I should say, in terms of uh, Royal Caribbean. You don't, um, you know, it's like quarterbacks. College quarterbacks, they try to, if you got two quarterbacks, if you have two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks. And that's what happens. So now you have the Lido deck, which is, pool deck, which is tight as far as chairs and pools and everything like that. They know that. So what they do is they put one on one side of the, of the ship on the eighth deck and one on the other side of the ship on the eighth deck. So not only do you dilute the energy that you might get on what should be a nerve center portion of the ship the pool deck you basically are showing that okay now we're kind of in the shade if you look at this cruise ship it, it's in the shade the, the the pool deck is in the shade okay so you have to get i mean it's like high noon whenever the sun is at its apex is when you can get sun when it starts to set it's not even going to be sunny and the same thing has to be pretty much said for either side of the ship because why? Because you have a giant facade, a giant hotel blacking out either either side of each one. So I think you uh I think they missed on that. However, I'm still going to sit here and say I love seeing it because I love when somebody takes chances. I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know if I walk down with a drink and go to the uh, starboard pool on deck eight, will it be a great time where you meet 19 people who are like-minded, who like the things you like, and you have great conversation, it ends up being the favorite afternoon of your ship, or is only 19 people there, so it's you don't really get that energy charged, you don't really get that, it's not fun, there's no real entertainment that's filtering down directly playing to you. When you have a giant Lido deck, that's the other thing. You have a giant pool where you're going to see everybody, and you see every everybody who likes the sun is going to be there. So you're probably going to see the same people. It's communal, and the band is playing right for you. The band is playing for you. What are you going to do now? Get three different bands? I don't know. I'm just saying. I I I I do like the originality. Uh, so let's see how it works. Then 
if you head aft, you have more loungers and you have some art kind of mixed in there. And what they call that area all the way, I guess, around almost in a horseshoe shape, it's called the Indulge Outdoor Lounge. Now, this does look really nice. Uh, at Directly at the aft portion of the ship, you have a fire pit. And I'm hearing that there's going to be some movies played back there as well. So it looks like a cool little area. You know, I would prefer, again, since day one, I don't know why you would not. The first place I'd put a pool is make sure that there's a pool at the aft portion of the cruise ship. I don't understand why they don't, but they don't. And here it is. I mean, here we are. Uh, and we'll talk about their aft pool in a second. And you guessed it. It's in the Haven, so you can't go there unless you're paying a premium. But, you know, on decade, it does look nice. It looks like a little bit, it looks like a little lime and coconutty from Royal Caribbean. But you do have a nice little area out there to have some drinks, enjoy yourself, and look at some cool art. And just otherwise relax. So then you keep walking forward. You come across what is the La Terraza. The La Terraza. And uh, that's basically what is fancy name for a walkway. <laughs> they call this thing the Prima. And uh, then the La Terraza. When did Norwegian become like the Italian cruise line? Is it, Are they borrowing from MSC or what are they? Costco? Costa, Costco? Costco? <laughs> Costa. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what, what Norwegian's doing. It's almost like uh, Frank Del Rio watched a couple of, you know, he was he was fighting with the CDC and he got all fired up and started watching The Godfather. Now he's got all these Italian names for his uh, his new cruise ship, his beautiful new cruise ship, I should say, the Norwegian uh, NCL, the Norwegian Cruise Line Prima. Uh, let's talk about some of the restaurants that are also on Deck 8. Uh, you have Local, and Local is basically the evolution of what was once Oshihan's. Uh, if you remember Oshihans, and there's still plenty of them around on the earlier ships, uh, it's their full service, 24-hour. The Oshihans is like an English or an Irish-style pub. They have the bar games. You have your air hockey. Some of them have bowling, pool, video games. Uh, full service, 24 hours. It's still that way, but they changed it up. So the first, they just changed the name and made like a more updated version of Oshihans and called it local, and it was like a little bit of an upgraded whatever you want to call it, concept. And then in this regard, on the Prima, they really changed the whole thing up. It has more of an indoor, outdoor, tropical vibe. And uh, it is what it is. It's a beautiful, beautiful area. Looks like a nice place to hang out. It looks like they just wanted to step it up a little bit from, I guess, the wood motif and the English pub motif. And now they have, like, brighter colors. And, you know, there is outdoor space as well now. It's as part of Ocean Boulevard. Uh, they also have Ocean Walk. So I think a lot of the ships are doing that now. I think maybe Princess started it. But now, you know, you see it with MSC on the seaside. And now you're seeing it here where, you know, you walk on basically glass, uh, ideally extremely strong and sturdy glass. But you're over, over the side of the ship. You look down and you see nothing but ocean, but you're walking on it. It's got to be a freaky feeling. I don't care who you are. I mean, I mean I'm going to do it. I'll do it. But, yeah, it's got to be a little. I did one in Vegas. They had at the ghost bar in the, um, in the Palms. They had one of those, you know, you're like 80, 60, 70, 80 floors up, whatever it is. And you're standing on glass that goes all the way down to the you know the streets of las vegas you do it but you know you're also a little like uh wow you know that's glass and i'm walking on it and uh the stakes are high let's call it that uh what else the the mexican concept that they have is called las lobos they have an italian concept called onda 
Onda by Scarpetta. Uh, that's going to replace La Cucina. Uh, and Norwegian seems to really like to take chances with already established land-based concepts. What are some of the ones we can think of? You know they did it with Margaritaville, right? They put it right on a ship. Food Republic was a land-based thing, and that was like kind of like a... I think they took a chance with that, and it worked out. Uh, Jose Garces's uh, Bayamo. They also took a, a famous Miami place called Tobacco Road, and they made that on the Escape. They basically made that their high-end cocktail lounge, and they have the cigar section right near there. But like, if you want like a real craft cocktail, if you want the closest thing this side of the Alchemy Bar, something like that, you got to go to Tobacco Road on um, uh, the Escape, and they also have the, a similar concept, a similar bar, but it's not. It's called something different. You know how Royal Caribbean and the Promenade they re. It's always an English pub, but they rename it the Dog and the Whistle or the Globe and the Map or whatever else they do. I don't know, but um, that's what they're doing there. So we mentioned the Indulge Lounge before. Uh, there's a that area also plays hosts to a few different restaurants, and you may not want to call them restaurants. They want to kind of give it a food truck vibe, maybe like the uh, what would you call it, the street food area on Carnival Mardi Gras. I think that's getting getting to be popular. You know, the cruise ships they're a little bit late with a lot of these trends. The food truck uh, trend, the tr- the food truck craze has kind of ended but the cruise lines are kind of just picking up on it but if you walk around the indulge lounge cafe you can get things like indian food american barbecue you can get asian latin other different types of cuisines are a plenty in that section and that is basically pretty much through the aft portion of the ship you're still inside but you're right before you're getting out uh to where that you know the 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 fire pit is and all that type of stuff they also have a dessert option location over there and of course your starbucks another wacky thing they're doing is putting slides on either side of the ship so you know your your slides are always very very visible they're always in and around the pool area they're usually the tallest thing they stand out these slides are usually crazy colors neon colors on this ship, they're going from the pool deck, and then they made these inconspicuous little kind of slides that hug the facade of the cruise ship on either side. So one side has just a single tube that goes right down, and then the other side of the ship has a kind of like a dual racing situation. Uh, so basically three slides in all on either side of the ship. It's kind of crazy. And, you know, you could miss it. It's basically just tucked and fastened almost to the side of the cruise ship. And I think it does go over the side a little bit, but it's just an interesting, interesting design. And where you get out is basically right where, you know, the pools are on either side of the ship. They don't go into the pools. I think they are dry. If I'm not mistaken, they might be dry slides. I shouldn't say that. I should check. There's a lot of things about this ship that's still not announced. Like there's no talk of any Cagney's or any of the other familiar places that you'd see. Uh, a lot of the places that you'd see uh, in a lot of the of the French restaurant, they're still announcing them. But if you look on the deck plans, you can see that there's more to come. There's space for other restaurants. So I'm sure they will be announced, but they wanted to kind of leak out some of the details to kind of get you guys. They got to get these things booked, right? Got to get these cruises booked. But these slides on the side of the ship is kind of wacky. It's just, I mean, that's pretty much it for the most part. I would just say the only thing is you go back to the pool deck. It's very, very um, straightforward. Now, there is no great outdoors aft portion because that is taken over completely 
by the haven. The haven com- controls the entire outside of the ship from an upper deck standpoint. So you don't really have access to that. And if you do look at it, I don't like that because it just makes you drool. There is this gorgeous, beautiful infinity pool up on deck 16 or something like that. And, you know, you just want to go there. It's it, I saw it. I got so excited. I'm like, finally, Norwegian woke up and put a aft pool there. But it's not for us. We can't get on. We can't get in it unless we book a Haven suite. Now, I know a lot of you are thinking, Tommy, it's not for you. For me, I'm going into the Haven. So, you know, it is what it is. But I'm just, uh, I'm a little befuddled. Now, the one thing you're going to get a lot of flack for, there not being a lot of sun space. People will, if you just look at the, the, the outside of this ship, if you look at any of the, even the virtual tours, I mean, make it look better, even if it's not going to be better. But you can't, you don't get a lot of sun. There's not a lot of sun anywhere on this ship. And if you're, that, if you're into that type of thing, you may be a little bit disappointed with the Prima. But again, I am excited to take a cruise on this cruise ship, especially since it's going to be in the New York area. And it's going to spend a good amount of time in the New York area. Let's talk about where this ship is going to be able to be found. The ship will have a string of inaugural cruises from August 17th to September 13th. It's going to make 10-day trips from Amsterdam and Copenhagen north to Europe, the Norwegian fjords, and the Baltic region and things like that. In September 23rd, Prima is going to sail from Southampton on a 12-day trip ending in you guessed it, New York City. The ship is going to make an October 10th cruise to Bermuda, and then it's going to leave to New York and transition to the Caribbean. Uh, It's going to sail a series of voyages from Galveston in October before a mini-season of Miami from November to December 3rd, 2022. So it's basically trying to, I guess, expose itself to as many markets as possible so that when it does come back, you know, or maybe just it wants people to just have the chance to sail this gorgeous, beautiful ship and see, get a little taste of what the future is going to be like for Norwegian Cruise Line. So from December 11th to March 19th, Norwegian Prima will home port in Port Canaveral, sailing the Western Caribbean. And then in March, it's going to go back to New York and do Bermuda sailings through May. And then after May, it's going to make an 11-day transatlantic jersey to Iceland, where it will have immersive Icelandic itineraries. And then in summer of 2023, Prima will offer a mix of 10 and 11-day sailings of Norway and Iceland using the Southampton and some other port that I will not even try to pronounce as home ports. The summer season will conclude with a 14-day round-trip sailing from Southampton in England on September 17th, calling on Ireland, Iceland, and Norway. So they really are. I think Norwegian is just kind of slipping into these markets that other people are not going to touch, especially with a new cruise ship like this. You know, you get a little bit of a mini season here, mini season there, but no real extended, extended runs in any of the, you know, the popular ports like you're talking, even, you know, uh, you know, it's got a little bit of Miami, but then it gets out of there quick. It's got Port Canaveral for a little bit more and then a little taste of New York, but it wants to get over to those uh, fjords cruises in England and the European and the, you know, the Northern European market. So uh, I think we will. I think it'll be cool that we do get a taste of it. And they are going to put out five or six more of these things, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So there will be plenty of Norwegian cruises 
to come in the Prima class. Now, I will make a suggestion here. I've made a lot of predictions, guys, and I have to say I do I do like my track record of making some predictions and having some things come true, okay? And one thing I'm going to predict is that they are not going to survive the full five ships in this class with the side-by-side pool design. I think they will pivot from that and build beautiful, gorgeous new cruise ships. Now, the first couple, they're probably already almost even underway. Uh, you know, the plans are done, schematics, everything. But I think they're going to alter that in some way, shape, or form. I don't know. We'll see. I could be wrong. Hey, let's get into your emails. Ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. Now, speaking of lifebloods, one thing that extended my life probably a few years was the group cruise that we took in January of 2020. I cannot tell you how much fun it was. I cannot tell you how amazing it was. It was really, really, uh, it was life-changing, and that is not an exaggeration. I knew it was going to be good. I knew it was going to be great, and it overachieved in every single possible way. That is not an exaggeration. Well, the good news is you might have missed it, but we're doing it again, you know? So we're doing it on October 15th. We're going on a Lure of the Seas, and we're doing a uh, eight-nighter out of, I believe it's Fort Lauderdale, right? Or Miami, yeah, Fort Lauderdale. So it's going to be a good time. We're hitting up uh, San Juan. We're hitting up, uh, no, 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 not San Juan. I'm sorry, Aruba, Curacao, and Labadee, Haiti. The ship is an absolute beast. We have a 15-hour stop in Aruba where we're going to get into plenty of trouble. It's going to be a great time. That's all I could say. If you want to book that and be part of the fun, all you got to do is email me at tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Again, also, I can use some emails. If you guys want to send some emails, be a part of the show, I will read your email on the air. I uh, got a few of them this week, got a couple via Facebook. We'll get into them right now. Oh, by the way, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. If you want to support what I do here, it's $5 a month and you get extra shows each month. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com for the email and always be booked. I'm sorry, www.peep. Let me calm down. Everybody calm down. If you want to email me or take a cruise. On the group cruise, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. If you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash alwaysbebooked. A little rusty, guys. It's going to come with the territory. You know what I mean? It'll get a lot smoother. These The the, the, the punchlines will be back. The, the funny reads will be back. The excitement will be back. The guests will be back. We're going to be back. You know, this is like spring training for me. It's only my third episode being back regular. Uh, but let's get into it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this one is from Renee. Hey, Tommy, sailing on a B2B on Symphony, January 8th to the 22nd. First part with stops in San Juan and St. Thomas. I hear you say those are your favorite ports. Can you give me suggestions on what to do at either excursions, beach, etc.? Good food and drink spots. Thank you. Really? Uh, okay, so that's that's one. Okay, that's I moved on to the next one too quick. See, told you I'm rusty. Anyway, that's from Renee. Renee, thank you for the email. Very, very simple. Yes, you just do. I mean, that's, in, that's like a layup for me. You, you teed me up. Two of my favorite ports, as you know, St. 
Thomas and San Juan. For St. Thomas, I do the same thing every time. I told you. I round up one of those trucks. I round up one of those open-air safari taxis. I give the guy a couple of dollars, whatever it takes, and have them take me on a mountaintop uh, island tour. I just really, really something about being in a fast-moving open-air vehicle with a couple of drinks and stopping at places and looking at observatories and getting a view, or just a spectacular view of things that you only see on postcards does it for me. And I haven't been able to really break away from that. Now, what they tell me, what you're supposed to do is take a ferry over to uh, St. John and you go to Trunk Bay, or whatever beaches over there, they have beautiful restaurants, bars, a very tranquil area. Uh, whereas, you know, St. Thomas is, it's a city, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of hustle and bustle. There's a lot of people. Maybe there's some garbage in the street if you're afraid of that. You know, then maybe, you know, it's not, you know, some of the crazy, it's, it's also a land-based spot. So a lot of land-based people are on their fourth day in the same place. They're not as happy to be there. Uh, they ba- they battle with the locals a little bit. You hear that about St. Thomas. They're not, you know, overly local friendly. Sometimes you hear that. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. Sometimes you're the opposite. You have to say good morning to people over there. You can't not say good morning. Uh, Captain Brownbeard's uh, 100 Steps. That's something to do over there. Shopping downtown in uh, in um, what do you call it? The uh, Haven Site area. Uh, Red Hook. Red Hook is a big thing in uh that that i always wanted to do in uh saint thomas and just spend some time in kind of like the urban area in red hook you have the tap and still we did end up there at one point i wasn't necessarily in the best condition so i couldn't really tell you much about it but it seemed like a good time and then yes some of the most beautiful beaches worldwide are in St. Thomas. You have places like Megan's Bay. You have places like Cokie Beach. You have Emerald Beach. You have Sapphire Beach and some of the most beautiful beaches in the world. So that's uh, St. Thomas. San Juan, if you haven't been there, I just say really just you'll walk the street. It's just the most beautiful walking city in the Caribbean, in my opinion. Uh, It's very safe. You feel safe. You go from one fort to the other. Uh, You go to uh, Barachinos, I would say. Uh, that is a place where, now this is what I'll say. It's a historic place. It's where the invention of the pina colada took place. Okay. So I would say go there, get yourself a pina colada, and then somewhere else, what would I say? Uh, races, R A, I don't know. How do you say it? Races, R A I C E S. That's the name of a restaurant. I don't know if I pronounced it 100% perfect, but Races is a, is a real kind of, I guess, um, historic restaurant there. And the eating there is just tremendous. The mafango, definitely get some mafango, maybe some skirt steak, maybe some Cameroons, however you like it, but get the mafango. And, um, you know, round out the, round out the trip with the tripleta truck there's a truck that's very very close to the cruise port it's it's got a big lid and big letters got tripleta tripleta on it it's gonna be the best sandwich you've had in five years best sandwich you've had in five years and that is san juan and st thomas in a nutshell uh, i do apologize for everybody who's heard me say all those things a thousand times but hey when we have a new cone we put them on our back and we give them the information that we have we got to do it right Okay, next up, 
Tommy, really considering becoming a travel agent. My wife flat out told me I'm driving her crazy about planning fantasy cruises and telling her all about them. I work a 9-to-5 job, but looking to make a side hustle out of it. Change my mind. Thoughts? Advice? And that is from Chris Decker, longtime legendary Cone listener of the show and a good friend of the show. Chris has been around a minute. Uh, I know. So this is the thing with travel agents. Um, I, I think it'll be tough. If you do it for anything other than fun, if you're not creating content to bring awareness to your travel agency. Now, here's the thing about me with travel agencies. I was having a rough go of it, okay, in the beginning. And I don't know what happened. Like, I would almost, like, people would offer to book cruises with me. And I'd be like, oh, no, oh, no, what do I do? I don't know. Like, there's a lot to learn in the beginning. You're talking about cabin uh, rate codes and cabin codes and uh, rules and regulations and how to read the map and connecting rooms and not connecting rooms. And, you know, it's it's if you're going to um, if you have the time to do it for your friends, I would say that's all I would say is do it. Get 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 hooked up with a uh, travel quest or Expedia. And just get and just get yourself uh, signed up for it. I think what you have to do is you have to have to start a corporation. You have to get a business name or a business license. Not a not a corporation. You may not have to do that, but you have to register in your state with a business name, and uh, then you're off to the races. And what you do is you'll see. You know what I mean. You'll start booking cruises uh, for your friends, and you start booking cruises for yourself. And if it's something that you take to. Then you know what? And if you know the thing about me is in the beginning, it was also just such a huge time suck. You know what I mean? Like if you don't know what you're doing, what you have to do, it's not the end of the world. But you have to call the cruise line every time you want to make a move because you don't know what this rate code is or you don't know how to navigate your way through this website. Now, if you are good with websites and you say you are, uh, you you might have a better time than me, an easier time than me. But the the thing about it is, I feel good about it now. You know what I mean? For whatever hap- for whatever reason, through the pandemic, going back to work, kind of maybe I'm just sharper. Maybe I'm just like I was a little bit mushy back then and I wasn't really like kind of like on it like I am now, just having to be running three businesses. And I'm, maybe I'm a little bit ahead of the game now because I, I just feel back. And compared to the stuff that I'm doing at work now, this is easy stuff. It's child's play. But I can tell you right now, I'm very, very comfortable as a travel agent. So I don't know if it was just the natural progression that it has to take of me to just to get used to it and get good at it. Or maybe I was just being a little kind of like, you know, maybe I wasn't, I was being a little brain lazy with it in the beginning and not necessarily doing what I had to do to kind of really familiarize with it. I think it's, I think it's the, the former, I think it's just a matter of time. I think it's just a matter of me just little by little kind of getting through it because Every website has their own workflow. So like if you want to book a cruise with Princess, they have their own rules and their own way of doing things and their own, uh, you know, you also have to know what are the what are the refund policies, what are the return policies, uh, what's the lift and shift situation through the pandemic. Um, you know, if somebody does have gift certificates, are, can do you have to call them in every time or is there a place on the website? What it is, Chris, is... You get good at it, and the least you have to call up, the better. 
You know what I mean? And then if you have to call up, if you know exactly what you have to ask him and what, what the questions are and, you know, you start speaking the same language and speaking in the same terms as they are and they say something to you. In the beginning, they'd say three sentence to me, sentences to me and I'd have to say, you have to, I'm, I am, I do apologize. You have to break that down for me and tell me what you're talking about. Like, why is that? And then they're not always happy to do it. You know what I mean? That's the problem. So if you do have the time to, uh, I guess put in to in the beginning have to do a lot of waiting on the phone and that's the thing too a lot of depending on the time you could be on the phone on hold just for 45 minutes you know what i mean sometimes you get lucky sometimes you're waiting forever and so if if you try the only way i could tell you is just to try it try it out but then the other thing is like you know what's the purpose of it unless you're going to spend a ton of money how are you going to market your travel agency you know I get it, you know, you're going to be the travel agent to your friends and family, but how many of them, A, are going to give you the business, and B, of those that are going to give you the business, how often are they traveling? You know what I mean? So you're going to make 70 bucks here, 120 bucks here, 80 bucks there. And if you're doing it for just fun, no problem, no harm, no foul. But if you're really looking at to be an extra side hustle income and kind of actually have goals that you want to set to, you know, where you want to be at on a monthly basis for from a revenue standpoint, how are you going to get there? You know what I mean? Are you going to put some of your regular money into advertising on Facebook? Are you going to start a podcast and hopefully get listeners? Or like, so to me, that's the that's my answer. That my route is that I'm trying to create content that drives people to my travel agency, and um, it's kind of working a little bit. It's working. You know what I mean? On the scale, I will say that on the scale that I've been able to put into it, the work that I've been able to put into it, it directly matches me being happy with what I'm getting out of it. So I will say it's a good thing. I like it. If, if, if like you said, booking cruises and going on hunts for fake cruises that you may never even book is fun for you and putting prices together and itineraries together. And, you know, even if it's just dreamland shit, it's worth it. So I would just say the only, I don't, I don't know if I have, I don't know if I'm answering this for you, but the final answer is just try it, try it, see if you like it. And if you do like it, go attack it with more aggression that's about it but i just wanted to give you a little bit of um my experience with it you know what i mean um all right moving on what do we got hey tommy happy to see the podcast episodes are being happy to see the podcast episodes happy to see the podcast episodes and being more frequent um all right just listen to the episode with kara and scott i got back from the carnival horizon uh, even though I'm more of a royal guy, I find it funny that you were on royal for your first one back and you were more of a carnival guy. See, that's not officially true. I think it might be true, but it's not officially true. I had an amazing time. Aruba, Curacao, La Romana, and Amber Cove. Wow, that is a nice itinerary. They said the ship was 70%, but it felt like 100% to me. Pretty much felt like normal, a normal cruise. Would love to compare and contrast with your royal experience. Was just so happy to be out there. I uh, hope you had a good time, too. All the best from Snap. Snap, another legend in the game of Always Be Booked. Good to have you back, Snap. Good to be back talking to you. Um, Yeah, no, as far as Carnival versus Royal, again, I do think I might be slightly more of a Carnival guy, but it's very, very difficult to see how much when you when you when with the naked eye. You know what I mean? I love Royal Caribbean. I just think Royal Caribbean has just been putting out whether it's prices, whether it's deals, whether it's ships, whether it's whatever working out, 
is just what has been more conducive for me to book as of late over the last couple of years. And uh, yes, that's causing me to have a lot of FOMO when you're talking about Carnival. So yeah, right now I'm clearly just trying to get back on Carnival ships a little bit, but I could have three or four of those and be really, really, you know, I want to, man, I sure do miss that Royal Promenade, which I will. Or I, I sure do miss the English pub, which I will. Or, you know, any of it, any of that stuff, the, the, the roast beef sandwich, you know, even who knows, maybe even Sorrento's. I don't know. But yeah, I might be a little bit more of a Carnival guy, but not by enough for it to really matter. But right now, because I'm carnival starved, yes, I'm definitely more uh, of a carnival guy. But I'm glad you had a great time. Uh, write me back. Let me know what you did in Aruba. Uh, we need some ideas for Aruba on our group cruise. Snap, I hope you can make the group cruise. And uh, glad you had a great time, man. Thank you. All right. Hey, Tommy, here's what I know. I'm back from an MSC cruise in October. I've heard all the cruise pundits, the podcasters speak out about masks and the return to cruising and how it's so great. Let's get real. Masks suck. I could go on for longer than any, anyone would listen about the reasons why. And you know, you've been out there. So let's be honest about returning with masks. It sucks. Let the cruise lines know. <laughs> On a positive note, 30% capacity on the ships is a luxury. I'm cruising again in December. Anthem, 12 nights, Southern Caribbean. Always be booked. Bob's Bikes. Fulton, New York. Bob's Bikes. Fulton, I don't know where Fulton is. Uh, I know it's probably not too far. It's in the same state. But I'm glad you're back at sea. Bob's Bob's Bikes. Bob's (laughs) Bikes. giving this guy pet names out here bob's bikes bob listen i'm gonna call you bob because you know bob's bikes is a little you know it is what it is so listen uh i i'm not mad at you for saying that at all just the thing is is that i didn't think it sucked i'm sorry i just didn't think it sucked i had my mask in my hand yes i had to be reminded three or four times put your mask on because i'd be walking around and i would you know oh shit yeah my bed or in the elevators whatever it is If you think it sucked and that was really annoying to you, then I got no problem with that. You are totally allowed to feel that way and voice your opinion and write emails like the one you just did. Again, I'll have a beer with you and I'll have a conversation of you why I just didn't think it was that bad for me. You know what? Maybe I'm getting a little soft or passive in my old age, but I was so happy to be on a cruise ship that having to walk around and wear a mask or briefly throw a mask on as I was standing upright or walking and navigating my way through the cruise ship did not bother me. You also have to remember, though, Bob, uh, I did work in a restaurant for the entire pandemic, so I had to have a mask on. So I guess maybe for me, uh, there's a little bit more of a being used to it, a familiarity to it that maybe the average person doesn't have. So I will give you that. But I'm pumped for you, man. You're going on a December uh, Anthem cruise, a class of ships that I've never been on, 12 nights, Southern Caribbean. We got back-to-back. I'm assuming you're going to Aruba, right? Is that going to be an Aruba, Southern Caribbean? Or is that we going over the east? Are we going to uh, Barbados and um, and uh, and uh, to, uh, Barbados, Trinidad, or uh, or what's the other one? The really nice one. So, St. Lucia. <laughs> Why did it take me so long to remember St. Lucia? Uh, yeah, all those places over there. Could be a couple. When you say Southern, could be either way. Could be either way, but I'm pumped for you. 
I'm pumped that you're going to have a good time. And uh, I want to hear about your cruise. Thank you so much, Bob. And uh, good luck with the bikes over there and everything else. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget, if you could do me that favor, hit up the Instagram a little bit. Throw a couple of likes my way. Hit that double tap a couple of times. You may see something in there you hadn't seen. You may be better for it. Who knows? Anyway, you guys are the absolute best. Boat drinks, cones. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away. I love your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand, one part sea And one part shade of a nine-nine tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Well, all right, the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down, and when I fall on my stool, put me down. I'll just leave there till morning comes round. With sunshine, ten ladies, and pina coladas, and Bob Marley songs that I'm playing. There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear. Soft tropical lips that are singing. Get away. To where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. So get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the so get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Oh